0: guys welcome back to another
1: episode of soul talk this is your host katie and your co-host brooklyn we are so happy to have y'all back for another episode if you haven't already take a listen to our last episode we just got to share what was on our heart about overcoming fear what that looks like and so go take a listen and today we're going to dive into a brand new topic so open your hearts and just get ready to receive what god would have for you today
0: So before we start, let's do um, a short little prayer and we'll dive right into it. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the listening ear and Lord, we just thank you for the words that you're going to provide for us today. God, we just ask that it all be to point us back to you and to encourage us in our walk and to fill us with joy and peace and just like a clear view of God of what you would have us think of and see today. God, would you paint the picture for us and would you just remind every listening ear that, Lord, you are near to them, that you care for them, God. You are there to hold their hand, to hear their hearts, God, and to just be the Father that you've promised us. And so, God, we we thank you, we trust you, and we just are excited to walk this out with you. So we just pray for your blessing over this, and we pray that you speak and you move in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, so we just wanted to start off with the little prayer before we began this because you know god is good i believe with all my heart that he's going to be with us today and that he has a word for you who's listening but also for even brookie and i as we're all together talking about this and walking through this next episode and yeah let's just dive right into it let's start with maybe painting a picture for us all to just imagine right now i want you to imagine that there's a beautiful garden flowers that are just so high like they're reaching for the sky and they're beautiful the blooms are just gorgeous the grass it just seems heavenly and there's a beautiful trail and then on this trail your name is written and everything you see around you the beautiful flowers the beautiful greenery the sun that's among you like that is a place where you flourish and it's a place where you're revived you're renewed and you find the most serenity you could even comprehend and I want you to imagine that Jesus is right there with you, walking with you. So we want to start here because this is the image that we want to build for this topic today. And we want you to think about the garden as the garden of your life for you to tend to and like how to take care of that garden. Jesus is present in this picture with you, you guys. Like this garden is the garden of your life, but it's also the garden that God himself had always planned and always wanted for you. And... To be able to walk that and create that and to be able to tend to that, but have Jesus there to literally be a part of every bit of this is what makes that beautiful imagery come true. It's because he's so present in those moments. And so what we want to do is we want to talk about a few areas of our garden.
1: And as we're diving into these areas of your garden that you can take care of, that you can tend to, there's probably going to be areas of your garden that need some work that aren't as beautiful as they could be, just remember that Jesus does have the healing, the truth, the places that he wants to bring you to, even today as we're discussing this. And the first area that we really want to focus on and just write some truth on even our hearts today, your heart is such a huge piece of the garden of life. And just like Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. And as we're talking about the heart, we just have to remember that everything flows from the heart. We have to look at what is flowing from our heart. Is it beautiful things? Is it things that are not so beautiful? We really have to p- identify what's in our heart first.
0: Yeah, that's such an important scripture to really Right in our hearts, and that's what we too encourage the scriptures we talk about today, you guys, maybe take a minute to pause and write them down or go look at them. So what we can first do is really take a second to identify what our hearts being filled with, because what our hearts are being filled with is what is going to show up in our lives, just like the scripture says, it flows from our heart. it's an outward expression is what we're taking inwardly. So the questions we need to ask ourselves are what music are we listening to? What kind of shows or movies are we watching? What kind of activities do we find ourselves partaking in? And in what ways does that affect our heart? Because ultimately, you guys, what we feed grows and our heart is constantly taking things in. And that goes hand in hand with the one we just read, you guys. And I'm just going to be honest, like I remember a time frame where I would just take an advice or Cons- I would pretty much just consume anything that was right in front of me instead of protecting my heart instead of being mindful of what I was feeding myself. And the thing is guys is when you feed something it grows. And so you might have a few encouraging things you might be skimming through scripture here and there and you know going to church listening to worship songs but then on the other side I found myself in a time frame in my past where I was doing those things, but then I was also taking advice from culture. I was also listening to music that was really just quite the opposite of what God would want me to be washing my mind and my heart in, to be renewed in that peace. So as we're talking about those things, I just think it's important if you really want to feel that serenity and that peace that's promised to us, like we have to remember that that can only come from Jesus. That can only come from the word of God. That can only come from the consumption
1: of truth and the things that bring life. Yeah, because it is exactly like that scripture says. Above all else, we do have to guard our heart. Because when we're saying yes to everything, we're not actually guarding it at all. We're having the world tell us what needs to be placed in our heart. Or maybe we're letting a relationship tell us what needs to be in our heart. That's where our life is flowing from we have to take inventory of what are we filling our hearts with and what is the fruit that's coming from that i've noticed when i'm eating really well say salads or chicken or rice or vegetables i feel good and i feel energized but on the opposite whenever i'm feeding myself like pizza and french fries and nachos i really just don't feel my best i don't feel ready and energized actually it goes hand in hand with what goes on in our heart as well and ultimately when we're taking care of our heart and we're giving it the things that it needs our life ends up flourishing like that beautiful picture of the garden of things are growing and it's getting the sunshine that it needs and our life ends up flourishing the way that God would have for us. The way that we truly feed our heart with what it needs is with the truth and the love that God has for us. Psalms 51 10, it says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that should really our prayer when it comes to our heart. We have to ask God to give us a pure heart and ask God to give us the things that our hearts actually need. Not the things of this world, but the things of His Spirit and the things that only God can do. Another scripture that we need to write on our heart is Romans 12.2. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Something
0: I love so much about that first one is creating me, oh God, a pure heart, renewing me a steadfast spirit. That is like something I love so much because it's that promise. The beautiful promise in that is the steadfast spirit. And going back to that picture we painted, like just the peace and the serenity that comes from really protecting your heart, really feeding it and nurturing it the way that God wants for you. And there's a divine peace with that, you guys. And that next scripture you said is so good to go alongside that because do not conform to the pattern of this world, you guys, because that is where the peace and the serenity is lost because there's so much going on. And maybe one of you or a few of you can relate to this is there is a time frame in my life where I thought that, you know, being a part of the party, being a part of that scene would bring joy and the source of life. But really, I found at first that I was, "Oh my gosh, like this is fun, this is the life of the party, all the things that, you know, you kind of think naively going into this. But then you slowly start to see the fruit that comes from those places, and I always found myself lacking peace. I always found myself in situations where intentions weren't always the greatest, or the environment wasn't always the safest, and I didn't feel my healthiest, whether it would be because of what I consumed or whether it be because I wasn't truly being filled with life-giving truth. I wasn't being counseled in the ways that would mature my heart and really created me a pure heart. And instead, it was being defiled by things that were grabbing at my attention, grabbing at me, trying to take me away from that beautiful picture we painted and literally throw me into the rest of the world. And The rest of the world, it lacks that steadfast spirit, and so that's just something I think about. Is the steadfast spirit is something I would never want to lose, and God gives that peace and He gives that divine clarity when we're just abiding in Him, and you know He's doing in us what we can't do, which is purifying our hearts even more and helping us, like the second scripture says, helping us by not conforming to the power of the world, but being transformed by God in the renewing of our mind. It's in that place where our hearts are being purified, we're being sanctified, and we're experiencing that true joy and the peace. And truly the excitement of that is that life is found in Christ. The lie that I used to believe was, you know, life was found in the party. Life was found in whatever the world kind of fed me that day, and which truly experienced it, and it was not the truth. But you know what? God's truth set me free. And now in those places, we can learn to unplug and ask God to help us to clean our hearts and to learn how to protect our hearts from those things by walking in obedience and by writing these truths in our heart. So yeah, I think that's such a powerful scripture, Brookie. I love that one so
1: much. I do too. And I think it's so important to write these scriptures on our heart and to really let God speak into these areas of our life. And truly, we know how hard it is to guard your heart. And it takes intention. and We just want to share those pieces of our lives of how God has brought us through just different pieces of living in that truth that he has for us and ultimately has for you. And we want that for you. We want you to find freedom and to find the peace that surpasses all understanding and ultimately to tend the garden that God has given to you and to see the beauty in that. I think when we learn to really feed our heart what it needs, that's where we find the most life. And whenever it comes to the garden of life, I think the next area that really stood out to us is relationships and people who are a part of your everyday life and a part of your garden of life. They have so much impact on our day-to-day lives, on how we view ourselves, how we view the world, and even how we view God. And so I think it's really important to talk about this topic, too, of what does relationships look like and what truth do we need to write on our heart? God is a God of relationship,
0: and he wants us to have really beautiful relationships, you guys. And again, it even reflects just kind of what you were saying is who we have in our garden and who we have in our life and whose life that we're a part of. We have a great impact and they have a great impact on us. And a scripture that I really think about is 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. And another one is John 13.34. A new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And I start there because we do want to take a look at the relationships that we have, that you guys have, because it's a really important place. And more than anything, we just want you to know how much God loves you guys like he wants y'all to have healthy and flourishing intentional relationships and people that love you and love you well that pour into you and that are kind that are gentle that are safe and when you have relationships like that there's so much beauty and so it gives room to be able to encourage one another to keep spurring each other on in life and To be there through all the moments of life, whether it's your jobs, whether it's family time, whether it's going on a walk with somebody and just enjoying the conversations that present itself that we all walk through, that we need those safe people to just share life with. And then when it comes to relationships too, this is something we want to emphasize so much. If whether you're in a relationship or you're you're single and you're like thinking about the person one day that you're gonna share life with, like God wants you to know that he has a good plan for your life. And if a person is not speaking love and encouragement and all those things and really calling you up in those beautiful ways or loving you well, like it's so not worth it. Your heart and your garden, they should not have access to it. It's simple as that. Like You deserve so much more than to be half-loved or to be spoken ill into. You deserve what the scripture calls us to be, but also in return to like have those people in your life that do
1: the same thing. I could not agree more. And the picture that I kind of get when I think about friendship and the relationships that we have in our life is kind of like a picnic table in the middle of the garden that we're talking about. And it's kind of like your favorite people are at this picnic table. Everyone is loving each other and being kind to one another and serving one another. And I think that's a beautiful picture of what we should be looking for when it comes to relationships in our lives. And we have to ask ourselves are we walking away feeling inspired and encouraged and spurred on? You know, we might have to ask ourselves who am I allowing in that safe space of being at my picnic table and having that place in my life. Sometimes asking those questions might be hard. You might have to go back to that scripture that we talked about earlier, and you might have to walk through a season of guarding your heart and reconsidering who's at your table. I've definitely been in places like that where I had to reevaluate who was sitting at my table and who had a place to speak into my life. And I think another huge part of People who have an impact on our lives is our mentors and the people who counsel us in our life. And maybe that's an older sister or a counselor or a mentor. And that's good. We should have people who are counseling us because in Proverbs eleven fourteen, it says, Without guidance, people fall. But with many counselors, there is deliverance. When we have counselors around us, we have a level of protection. And ultimately, it could protect us from things that we can't see ourselves. That's so important. And I think that's a really huge piece of, of God's plan when it comes to our relationships that we should have in our lives.
0: Absolutely. And I think that it's, it's a good thing to have like a heart desire for wisdom, and understanding and we even know through scripture that god says wisdom comes from him and that comes from knowing the word and it comes from actively walking in that relationship with him and desire wisdom and even the ways of relationships is a gift from god too and god's faithful to place people in your life to live as an example that points back to jesus and to answer hard questions and to give advice and so I think that that's a really good heart desire is to seek counsel, wise counsel, counsel that really loves the word and loves the Lord and has that written in their heart. Because in return, pouring into our lives, it only sharpens us. Like iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And that works with elders in your life. That works with your pastor that's shepherding you. That works with the counsel that you're receiving. All of those things are a gift and can really benefit our growth, and can really pour into other aspects of our lives, really creating that beautiful garden and helping us to pull the weeds that we maybe didn't see or we couldn't recognize were being sown by taking in something that maybe wasn't good advice or maybe it was just an unknown territory where we were like, we're just trying to figure this out, but God gives truth to those uncertainties. God has provided beautiful and strong individuals in our life that are equipped to pour into our life and so i think that's a beautiful thing is to be able to seek wisdom from the word of god and in your intimacy with him but the counsel that he is gracious to bless us with if we're seeking that and asking for that i really love that scripture so much brookie that's really good
1: yeah and i think that speaking from all these areas it's really speaking out of experience because at one point, I didn't have these things. And at one point, Katie didn't have these things. And that's where I just want to point that out is that, you know, at the right time, God is going to provide those things for each of us. And just to keep asking him for for it, just like we were sharing earlier, where we have to ask God, create in us a pure heart and give us those desires to have the godly wisdom and the godly counsel and just those people in in our lives and i just want to remind you that if you're listening to this and you're saying yeah that's definitely not my situation i don't have a life-giving group of people at my picnic table or you know maybe you're saying i don't have that counsel in my life just continue to lay that at his feet and just pr- continue to press in and really ask God for those things because that's where in my own life I, I really have had moments where I didn't have the right people around me and I, I didn't have the right counsel and I think that I suffered for it. We weren't created to do this life alone. And so God truly does have those people for you and just continue to ask him for it. And again, it goes back to that scripture of,
0: you know, guarding our hearts for everything we do flows from it and, you know, and then creating me a pure heart. We start to see when we're writing those scriptures in our heart, we start to realize our heart is being changed. Our garden is being changed, whether it's slowly or surely, it's happening. And that's the blessing and the grace from God is that our garden is being made beautiful because he's welcomed into it and he's gracious to work in it and bring these things to fruition in our lives. And it all points back to him. All the glory goes back to God, but you start to see how that filtrates into every aspect of your life. And that's a beautiful thing to experience. It's a beautiful thing to walk out because not only are you getting to experience the fruit that comes with that and enjoy it, but you also get to live in a way that shares like it's possible you guys like the beautiful garden the nurtured heart the healthy heart the healthy mind and the beautiful friendships and connections that come from living these things out it's beautiful and it's an invitation for everyone whereas brookie you just said it we didn't always have this and maybe you don't have this or maybe you didn't always have this but the invitations for everyone god sometimes will use our lives to show another life that it's possible. You will start to realize that people are going to start coming to you and asking you, how do you have such joy? How do you have such peace? And your answer is going to be the wisdom that a heart needs to hear too. And that's the wisdom that was provided to you through God and that you're now getting to provide for those who come seeking and asking and knocking. And it's God's truth that you're getting to share with them. It's the invitation that God commissions all of us to extend to the person to our left and to our right. And that's the blessing in all of this, you guys, is it's a promise, but it's also walking in relationship. It's walking in communion with God. And, you know, walking through that garden, like that imagery was really looking around and marveling at the beautiful things that Jesus touches and brings to life. And that's in your life. And that can be in somebody else's life. And kind of going back to our episode of Stand Up and Shine is that we get to stand up and shine in these ways and hope that that light is shared with another person even. And so we can find ourselves being that friend that another person needs or that counsel that another person needs to be able to hand off that living hope that Jesus
1: has given each of us. I love that. And honestly, it goes straight into the last area that we really wanted to talk about today, When it comes to tending the garden of our life and just writing truth on our heart. The next area is the places that God sends us. And that could be your job or the places you go or the activities that you love to do. And I think that's sometimes an area that we kind of leave separate from God. I think it's easy to think about areas of our heart or our relationships to be interconnected with God, sometimes it's hard to connect our job or the things that we love to do connect with God. And I think it's important to include God in those areas of our life because he even wants to make our job beautiful in itself. He wants it to be something we could find joy out of. And honestly, just find joy in everything that we do. And the scripture that really points that out is 1 Peter 4.10. It says, Each of you should use whatever gift you you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace and its various forms. That shows us in whatever we do, we should want to invite into it because he wants to make that place beautiful. He wants to make it flourish, just like our heart just like the relationships that we have. God is so intentional with every placement, guys. Like
0: he has a plan and he has a purpose for all of our lives. And our gardens might look different from each other's because God sends us to different places for his purpose. And he has a purpose with your life. So where he sends you, we're to steward those places and where to steward them by sharing those gifts that God has distinctly given you. And by showing up and being the light, by showing up and using whatever talents God's given you to the best of your ability to love others well and to just point back to him in the ways that you know was always intended. Because this is the thing is we have to realize like our gardens are God's gardens. Like he's given us that. He's placed us there to enjoy it and to not only enjoy it, but steward it. We have a role to play in these places. And that in itself is a beautiful thing because when you're working with God, like it's not because God needs you, it's because God wants you and God chose you and he loves to walk in relationship with you. And a scripture that I really love too is Revelation 4.11. It says, Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. And that's so powerful. Because the beautiful thing about that is that God created everything. He created you. He created Brookie. He created me. And he did so for himself. And in that, when we're getting to walk this life out, you guys, when we're getting to tend to the gardens of our life that God has distinctly placed us in, we get to for his honor and for his glory. And in that, he imparts in us the spirit of truth, the spirit of joy and peace and all the fruit that we see that comes directly from the vine of Christ. And while we get to marvel in that and display that and really deposit that in the lives of those around us or in the places where he has us, we're ultimately getting to see more of him and we're getting to honor and glorify him who created us. And that is where our focus point Should really be because I think that in itself enriches our hearts so much and brings so much joy. And the abundance in our heart, when we think about it in that way, when we see it and we fix our mind on that truth and we write it on our hearts, I think that's when we really see that explosion of all the beautiful things that God
1: always intended to be in the garden of our life. I honestly just love this picture of the garden and. It's so beautiful when we get to invite God into our lives and in these places that we covered today, asking God to create in me a pure heart, to be the source of what we need, to fill our hearts with the right things, and even the scriptures that we referred to when it comes to the relationships in our life. Let those be written on your heart, and don't settle for anything less than what you deserve, one, but two, what God has for you and I just want to encourage you that if you're still looking for that it's okay and it's gonna take time to develop friendships that are deep like that and meaningful and so just remember it does take time and it takes intention but God does have that for you and when it comes to who's sitting at your table let it be people who spur you on and encourage you And we truly do want what's best for you guys. And lastly, let God be a part of everything that you're a part of. Let him make each piece of your life beautiful and truly watch him turn things that are hard and maybe have thorns into something beautiful. Because God is the perfect gardener. He knows what to do with the things that are dead. He knows what to do to bring everything back to life. And that's why we want to encourage these topics today of what does your garden currently look like and how can God breathe life into you even today and that's truly our heart for today's episode is to remind our our hearts of the the scripture and remind our hearts of the beautiful truth that we have and just To write these onto our heart and not forget them. That comes from renewing our mind on these scriptures and trusting that God does have good plans for us. And we're just excited to hear what you get from this and what lands on your heart and how God speaks to you through this. That's exactly our hope because we want to be encouraging
0: to one another. We want to spur each other on you guys because when it comes to the garden of our lives, we want to be able to walk that beautiful pathway with Jesus we want to be able to sit in those meadows and sit around the beautiful flowers and sit in that perfect peace with him and hear well done my good and faithful servant we want him to be so present in our lives we want to enjoy every step we take in that garden of our life and so our hope is for it to be that sweet moment with Jesus when you're walking through that garden of wow Jesus like you did this you did this in my life and you did this for your name and your glory and along the way not only did I get to see more of you I get to experience that deep love you have for me and that you've done in me and through me but you got to help so many other lives along the way you got to extend that to those all around you because of what Jesus has done in you and through you so we hope the scriptures we reference today really landed on your heart and really just blessed y'all, encouraged y'all and reminded y'all that y'all are loved to you guys. God has a plan and he has a purpose and the garden of your life could be such a beautiful and fruitful garden. And Jesus wants that for you.
1: A thought that just crossed my mind that I just want to leave with you is at the end of our life, we're going to have this beautiful garden. With all of these trees and all of this fruit and all of these beautiful things that we get to reflect on, it does take work and it does take intention to weed out the bad things and plant the right things. It's so worth it. Don't forget that it is worth planting the right seeds and you might not see it immediately, but be encouraged that it is worth the work and it is worth the intention. And even this week, as we're walking this out and we're reminding our hearts of these beautiful truths that we have and the ways that God has invited us into, that we would truly put work into our garden and tend to the things that are broken or tend to the things that are hurting and really invite God into all of those places. And there's so many different seasons of life that we go through, but God really does have a plan in all of it. And we just hope that this is just an encouragement. To write these scriptures on your heart, to put them on your mirror and remind yourself that God does have intention with each detail and truly just to invite God into your life this week. We just hope the very best week for you guys. Don't forget to check us out on
0: Instagram, Soul Talk Podcast with two T's, and stay connected, you guys. We cannot wait to hear from you.